Welcome back to Incinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, and I'm here with Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Season's greetings, my beautiful listeners. I hope you are enjoying the weather, whether it's in the sunny West Coast or beautiful snow that I miss so much. Wherever you are, thank you for listening. Thank you for pressing play. If you have a moment after this, if you love what we do in the next hour or so, hit follow, hit likes, hit subscribe. Find us on social media at Cinephile Attack. Interact with us. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate Josh. Tell us. Sorry. No, no, no. no. They can try. (laughs) (laughs) Just be prepared. We appreciate you. We love you. We do this for you. What's up, friends? What is up? I've been recording this a little advance, as we usually do, and I'm sure everyone is waiting to hear me talk about it. Sorry, you're not going to hear me talk about it much. Hawkeye has come out, Disney Plus show. I've only watched one episode of it. I think there's only going to be six, and I think I might try to just wait, because it's not really, at least so far, not really a show that's getting spoiled. There's not really any Mephisto drops, so... I was going to say you better knock on some wood or something because you're just jinxing yourself. Yeah, well, it'll happen. As of the first episode, though, I think the show is cute. I think the writing is there, uh, but I think Haley Steinfeld is perfect as Kate. And that's really all I cared about going into the show. Josh. What? Would you believe it? Huh? I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, it's like it's it's cute. You have Haley Steinfeld... And Vera Farmiga, I don't need anything else. It's a bummer that it took them this long to figure out what to do with Clint Barton. Here we are. That's all I'll say. I'll, I, I will surely update you more when I see all of it. But as of right now, it's cute. I like it. Despite Jared. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, no, nice. it's, got a, it's got a golden lab in it. It's with one eye. It's a, with one eye, yeah. What are y'all watching? I just watched for the first time Black Christmas, the 2019 remake. Um, I, I, you know, I wanted something Christmassy, but a little spooky. I was getting in the mood for today. You know, I read a lot of reviews online and it got demolished. People really, really didn't like the movie. It was like a slasher Christmas movie. I didn't go into it thinking it was trying to be this like female empowerment feminist manifesto i was just expecting a slasher christmas movie and i had a i had a good time is this the first version of black christmas that you've seen yes okay i mean it has an interesting history there's also a remake maybe 10 years ago with Mm. mary elizabeth winstead and then the og which is just very creepy and i don't know if i would recommend it oh okay (laughs) It le- it's a fantastic movie, but it leaves you feeling very icky. And mm. um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's one of like the OG slashers. So it's interesting that that's the perspective that you have because that's the first one that you've seen. Yeah. I Well, I do yeah. want to see the others now. I mean, I want to see the original just to see, especially because it was so controversial. It was so, yeah. I'm I'm interested now to read up more on it it was my my crocheting show my crocheting movie <laughs> hello bella um well me and rashawn we watched the movie passing with tessa thompson and ruth nega oh yeah how was that it was really interesting and i don't mean that in like a it was interesting but bad type of thing it really had me in that first half like it really really did i think the concept was fucking awesome um, set in the 1920s, so y'all know that I love that shit. And it's about a black woman who's passing to be a white woman to get by in life. And 
when I turned it on, I legit was like, Rashawn, this is some shit you would write for sure. Mm-hmm. And in a, a such a good way where it's like a really interesting and cool and artistic way to tell this story. And of course it has Tessa Thompson, who's always great, but it also has Ruth Nega and had never seen her in anything else. And she was fucking phenomenal. I've seen a little bit of Oscar buzz for her for this. Oh, absolutely. This performance is that type of performance where you're like, this is why I love acting. Like I want to Mm. do this. And I think mostly for her, it just, she sucked me in the whole time. So the story to me a little bit at the end kind of falls apart. It's not as strong as the beginning, but if you guys have any interest in just watching these two, I say go for it. Would she, would she be is she supporting or is she lead? She's I think she's supporting. She's being campaigned as supporting, yeah. 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 It's a two-hander, but I feel like when there's movies with two of the same gender, they always bump someone to mm-hmm. to supporting. Mm-hmm. Rashawn, you read, you read um, the Vanishing Half, right? I did. Yeah. Is I that's what I just assumed this was when I saw it pop up. It's clearly yeah. not. But is it like similar? No. The no. I also did not know that this was a book as well. Oh, I didn't either. Um, someone, yeah, someone told me that, and um, two people actually. Uh, because my aunt is the one that sent me The Vanishing Half, and I read that, and she's she was aware of this movie. And um, I do just love that there's, like, literature and movies out there for black women, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. And also, Rebecca Hall directed this, which is mm-hmm. incredible. Didn't know that. Um, but yet, I think The Vanishing Half is a little more plotty, mm. plot-heavy, and mm-hmm. then passing is, is very passive <laughs> it's a quiet movie but yeah I, I agree with everything mel said ruth nega is dynamite she's so good i can't wait so nice on netflix catch that shit it is so nice um <laughs> can it stay that way ho 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 <laughs> what are we fighting about ray sean do rel <laughs> I can't do that to your name. Yes, Josh. <laughs> you want to fight about Krampus? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. With those holiday greetings and How are we going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity or food? There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. That's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? We heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Krampus is a 2015 horror comedy directed by Michael Doherty. It stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, David Koechner, Allison Tolman, Conchata Farrell, MJ Anthony, and Krista Sadler. Krampus is about Max, a young boy who loses his Christmas spirit and unknowingly unleashes a monster on his dysfunctional family. You guys. Y'all know I'm always in my horror bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I love this, that sick shit. <laughs> but Michael Doherty, I think, is really great, great dude. Um, he made obviously one of Lacey's favorite films. He was a writer on one of my favorite superhero films, and then he got the chance to make Krampus, which is to me just a really tiny little nugget of a movie. Gets in with this fantastic opening sequence, states his purpose, does some fun shit, and then it gets out of the way. That is always an easy get for me, especially with just a simple concept, a simple scary movie concept. Just give it to me, put some great actors in it, and let's just have some fun for 90 minutes. So I love this movie. I really, really do. The first time I saw it, I think Krampus was a a grower, not a shower. I wasn't in love with it the (laughs) the first time I saw it. And I was a little disappointed because, you know, sometimes expectation doesn't always gel with reality. 
and it's not hasn't been an annual watch but it's slowly growing into one of my favorite christmas movies one of my favorite horror films um so i'm ready to hear what my friends have to say i brought this because i wanted to talk about a horror movie but we're in december tis the motherfucking season (laughs) i have an in with Lacey because we both like trick-or-treat we're both fans of michael doherty talk to me lace oh rashawn i know You don't know. I fucking love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Krampus for the first time last year, and I had no idea what I was getting into. Like you, it wasn't a love my first time watching it, for obvious reasons. But I found myself wanting to watch it again throughout the Christmas season. And then when you put it on the list for the pod, I, w- I had kind of forgotten about it. And then I was like, oh, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's watch Krampus. <laughs> and then we watched it this morning. It, it held up. I love every second of this movie. There are things that I wish were different, but I love this movie. Team Krampus. Welcome back, Lise. It feels good <laughs> to be on the same It's been months, I feel it's like. It's been a long time. <laughs> All right. You won't, you won't wait for last. What's up, Mel? <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. So second time watching it, I really don't remember watching it the first time. I don't know if I was asleep or what, but we were I don't in think. The theater. You were awake. <laughs> I just, was I drunk? What was going on? I don't. We're always a little drunk. We're we always a little buzzed. <laughs> that makes sense. So. As of recent, or maybe recently, I've come to find that when two tones mix in a movie, I don't always gel with it. I think it's more of like, I can't comprehend. I don't get what's going on. I'm like, is this a comedy? Is this a drama? Like, what is happening? But I think Krampus nails it. (laughs) I think it does such a great job. And you you summed it up really well by saying... It is a fun movie with really great actors and they're just going to fucking do what they need to do and get out. I was watching with with Marla who had never seen it and uh, we were talking through it because I had seen it. She likes talking through movies. It was it was perfect. So um, <laughs> and she uh, she's like, Rashawn is not in the room, mind you. She's like, Rashawn, this is fucking crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking nuts. But it. It's uh, all gas, no breaks. Yeah. <laughs> so, all um, right. yeah, you have uh, two on your team so far. I don't get a lot of four for fours on this show, y'all. I don't know if this is the first time listening. You just, no, you just got phones. one. Right? Uh, I mean, uh, I haven't had an episode for a while. Wait, no, I was just re-listening to one where he did. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Josh? Hi, uh, Josh. Long-time listener, first-time watcher. Um, Welcome. I'd never seen Krampus before. So, is Krampus a good movie? Don't answer this. I'm talking to myself. Is Krampus a good movie? See, I don't know. <laughs> did I have fun watching it? I fucking did. I had a lot of fun, <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun watching it. I don't know if it's a good movie. But nope. okay, but damn it, you I keep, had a. You keep saying that like it's gonna change. I'm and trying I need to. You to stop. I'm either. Try, I'm trying to convince myself one way or the other. Okay. Still, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll go on that journey together. But all I know yeah. is I had a. I had a good fucking time watching this movie. <laughs> Congratulations, Rashawn. Wow. Merry Christmas. A foe for foe. I'm gonna enjoy this because 2022 is gonna be rough. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, that's it for this week's episode. <laughs> okay, talk to me. What, what, because I feel like you are in the space that the three of us were in the first time right. we watched it. I need to sit with it for a second. I, I ultimately left thinking that if that movie didn't star Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and David Koechner, Tolman, excuse me, and Allison Tolman, it would be much worse. I think this is carried by four movie stars that are having a good old time 
making a cheesy horror movie. And I don't think I would like it as much without them because they, I mean. They sell it. They sell it. They go all out. They commit. And they're great. Yeah, I feel like this on paper, as an actor, I'd be like, what the what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what the what fuck? I, yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about because Michael Doherty is a very good writer. That's unarguable. His credits speak for themselves. But just as a concept and the beats of this story, seeing it on paper, I don't know if I'd be like down for it. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> there's a yeah. lot going there's a lot going on. I don't know, guys. This is not that weird. This is pretty straightforward for what it this, what genre it's in. This movie you know has I mean? a, like it's, a a definitive make or break moment, I think, in it yes. in terms of whether or not you're gonna like it. Uh huh. And that's the chimney. That's lumpy. Oh, you don't think that? Which oh make well, or break I guess. Moment? It's the gingerbread man. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. When, he, yeah, when yeah. gingerbread man comes down the chimney. I think that it was on the paper, too. Like, if you read that and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, then great, you're all in. If you see it and you're like, all right, sure, you're in. But I can see how a lot of people maybe checked out at the sudden CGI gingerbread man voiced by Seth fucking Green. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible, by the way. Because up until that point... It's pretty normal for lack of yeah, a better word. It's like a yeah. pretty straightforward horror movie up until that point. Monster, uh, yeah, like a monster horror movie. What what does Lumpy change it to though? That the movie doesn't tell you in the opening scene. You know what I mean? That's a valid point. It's just like what? That's the whole the whole thing of this movie is just like what? The yeah. opening scene though is that it the opening scene was more a commentary on on capitalism, honestly, and right. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but it tells you the it tells you the tone of the movie, despite the next thirty minutes, which are pretty just a straightforward like family. Drama. Am I crazy? And what opening scene? Am I crazy? What are we talking the about? Mall the mall scene. The mall. Yes. Okay. To me, I, mean, I just get anger from it. I get yeah. anger and like hostility and stress. It sets up the tone for the comedy and like what type of comedy it sets the tone for like when the children are coming in and like clearly the dad wants to be wants them to be boys and the aunt and it sets up that but it doesn't set up that hey in a couple minutes there's gonna be talking gingerbread men <laughs> like it does not it does and not it doesn't it doesn't tell you that but i i think it veers you if you walk into Krampus having seen nothing, maybe mm-hmm. a maybe a poster, right? And that those first two minutes are like over the top, dark comedy. Yes, a commentary on on capitalism. But then you're like, wait a minute, I'm in somebody's hands, and they're pretty confident about what they're about to do. So if a gingerbread man pops out, you're like, okay, you know, let's fucking well, go. Well, I think I mean for me, with all this being said, this is not a bad thing. When I see the gingerbread man gingerbread man i'm just like okay you know like i'm I'm here i'm fucking here but i disagree that the beginning sets you up for that this is like my big qualm with it i wish the gingerbread was more practical all of the other i don't know henchmen boys his helpers is what they were called yeah they were called what his helpers his helpers all of his helpers and toys like they're partial CGI, but they're practical effects mm-hmm. for the most part, I think. And so having this one purely digitized creature just doesn't work for me. I wish it was. I do too. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because look at, sorry, look at Chucky. No, I was like, gonna bring it, that up. No, here Chucky we go. is <laughs> Chucky is practical. Yeah, and a lot of that is is either like an animatronic or a little person in a suit, and I feel like if it was CGI, maybe it'd be easier. But some of the practical stuff can be a little shoddy sometimes. So I feel like if Lumpy was practical, he wouldn't be able to do later on when he's like leaping towards David Keckner. <laughs> you know that practically, I don't know how that would look. But you know I feel I mean? like I feel like the practicality of all of these toys is a part of it 
like to take it back to Chucky when we see him walking down the hall in the shadow and you just see like his little legs with a knife us as viewers who are not in this world we're like we could kick this little doll and run but when you're (laughs) in the movie you can't get away so I feel like that's a part of it that little fucking owl baby doll thing (laughs) disgusting but a part of Tiffany on a good day (laughs) (laughs) it would just be it just adds to the fact I don't know it just adds something to it a couple things one Congrats to the Chucky TV show for getting renewed for season two. Fuck yes, man. <laughs> <sighs> Coming to the pod next year. Jesus. Two, I can't believe I'm doing this this early on this episode, but to back up Rashawn. <gasps> oh, oh, wow. And But also to Mel's point, it's on both. I'm playing the field, baby. That mm. the practicality works for the other helpers and for Chucky because those are toys. And we know it. it mm. like that's a, It's a jack-in-the-box it's a it's a, t- a teddy bear they're they are toys but you're right but then when you look at lumpy and stumpy the other one uh clumpy D- dumpy excuse me lumpy dumpy and clumpy also voiced by justin roiland from rick and morty we don't have a frame of reference aside from the gingerbread man from shrek so like i do i wish there could have been a practical answer i think so but to Rashawn's point is there i don't think so well, I wish so. there was. I what I wanted to say though was it 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 was jarring for me at first because I have a pretty big statement. I you guys know I don't watch as many horror movies. We'll call this this is more along the lines of a monster horror movie, I think, right? Than like a for for this statement. I think of the monster movies I've seen, of the monster horror movies I've seen. I think the scene with Beth outside after the blizzard hit is the single best monster reveal scene i think i've seen in a horror movie with krampus like leaping like the tracks Mm -hmm. and then him leaping from house to house that's very good it was cool it was fucking scary it was Mm -hmm. like it showed the the size and the scope of the creature but also kept it shrouded in mystery like is that a man is that a what is it but it, it it also even though she was on in the middle of a street he had her locked in like she couldn't escape even though she was literally outside in the open i think that was a phenomenal krampus reveal i loved it and then when when lumpy showed up i was like hey jesus what the hell is that (laughs) it took me a second but then i got on board right i think what's so great about that scene too is josh turned to me after she dies or is taken and uh he was like, are they really going to kill her off that early? Like, she was mm-hmm. a really good, pure character. It, it gives you that thing we talk about all the time of, like, of not knowing who is at risk because one of our mm-hmm. shining lights as far as characters go is now gone. She's not safe, yeah. so who who is? Yeah, she's fairly innocent compared to the rest of the people at the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside of Max. she's Yeah, she's shown at the table constantly trying to prevent a fight whether she was right or wrong like she's holding max back and you know some people disagree with that and like let him go but she was trying to prevent a fight which implied that she was a a more peaceful character and she got eight she got eight up i do want to because you mentioned it lazy or i guess josh said it but beth's death quote-unquote leads to People are dropping like flies and you don't, a lot of the first victims are all kids, but it's fairly bloodless. It's completely bloodless, I think. Um, There's some green blood. Yeah, I think, and there's a little on Adam Scott's back, I think. Yeah, and the teddy bear gets stabbed in the eye. It's Mm -hmm. sports. But that leads to, you're wondering if all these people are really dead. And then we get to, I'm going to jump all the way to the ending. Yeah, let's. I did not like the ending when I first saw it. Five or six viewings later. (laughs) i'm a big fan of the ending i feel like in the wrong hands in the wrong movie it could feel like a gotcha or like a cheat but i think it's it's really bold and cruel a little bit what do we think i don't know (laughs) i don't know i go Um, to you josh because this is your yeah i'll go first so i can't let anyone taint my opinion but like when it first happened i i audibly rolled my eyes when he woke up not only did he wake up, but he woke up with a white, 
oversaturated glow. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I was pissed. Lacey can attest. I was like, mm-hmm. are, you, are you serious? The realization was weird. The bell was weird. I think there were some strange character choices when they all re- when they all recognized the bell. Because I don't think all of them saw the bell in the real world. I don't. I think it was... I don't know if all of them knew what it was. Like the aunt, Aunt Dorothy. I don't know if she knew what the bell was. And then it pulled out even more. And it's all the snow globes. And I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But if there's an alternate ending, I would love to see it. (laughs) And compare. I really liked it from the jump. The only thing that doesn't sit well with me is like, okay, do they continue to just live in this contained environment now with everybody who hates each other, loves each other, hates each other? Or is it like a a loop type situation? I just wanted more. I wanted more answers from it. But I liked it. Do they age? Can they go hungry? Yeah, I I I think this time choose to go with that they're they're trapped and they have to relive Christmas every day. That's Mm. that that's what I took it as that's what I took too. Yeah. But are they aware that they're reliving it every day? Yeah, once so. once they see the bobble in his hand, I think they they kind of all have a moment of they remember that they were either killed or thrown into the fire or whatever. Right. And they're like, Oh fuck, we're all here together. <clears throat> I mean I, I think they're living the day over again. I don't think it's like that Krampus is torturing them over and over again, but I do think there's a line by the ant that says like i'll see you in hell and i think the snow globes are just like their own personal hell it's like i have Mm. to be with these fucking people every single day on this fucking day that i hate now and like now this little kid who's the only one who likes christmas he's like well i got my wish kind of because the whole thing is christmas the christmas spirit is about being together and loving your family and being selfless and krampus shows up when that spirit is gone and so as a punishment he makes you relive the thing over and over that you were unable to do and what summoned him in the first place. And that's be with your family. So I, I get it. I guess it's good. I think this movie benefits of a rewatch because things like the gingerbread man, like the ending are so like, Jesus Christ, like, like (laughs) a jump scare of an idea. I think there's a shock factor that kind of, you have to kind of put the building blocks together and then really appreciate it. So I think this movie probably definitely benefits a rewatch. This ending very different but the way i felt at the end of cabin in the woods where you're like Mm. wait what the fuck this kind of had that the first the first watch around where i was like i mean okay he wakes up same day every day but then again like you said second watch i'm like all right i'm with it (laughs) maybe michael doherty's just a big bill murray fan because of groundhog day yeah you're doing so well, Josh. It's worth it's just worth considering. It is. I will not deny you that. I do want to give a little shout out to Krista Stadler. She does a lot with a little. The sequence in the in the middle of the movie where she has the exposition and it's done through animation, and I was like, ah, I hope Lacey loves this because I really need someone on my side. Every second um, of it. Every yeah, second. Animation's of it. fucking cool. But I think originally she was supposed to be deaf Mm. and uh, they changed it and gave her a little more. They gave her lines, obviously, and then gave her the connection to Krampus as well, um, culturally. But even so, you can still kind of see the nuggets of that where she doesn't say little next to nothing, really. But she conveys so much to Max. And I think their relationship is probably the strongest part of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here was my issue with the movie. Damn it. Was not it was not her perform I think Krista Sadler's she does really great. Yeah. And I think her relationship with Max is really nice and beautiful. It was what they did. The character being deaf would have made more sense to me because I feel like there were still a lot of issues or a lot of a lot of things that would have happened with a deaf character that carried over. And they gave they started and they gave her a language barrier, which I understood, but they immediately sort of broke that barrier down the first time by having Max and Tom Adam Scott's character both speak German. And then again, when she speaks English, Conchetta Farrell crushes it as Aunt Dorothy, <laughs> by the way. The English line is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started with, I understand foreshadowing, and I understand this is a very stylized movie. 
but it was a little too heavy handed at the beginning for me. Like you see her and she's immediately like you get these really exaggerated pans to her and, and, and the mood lighting and the mood music. And she's kind of pensively looking off and you immediately know that she knows more than the rest mm. of the family. And she has this dark knowledge, which would be fine, but there's no reason to me why she wouldn't be more, more specific earlier on instead of just being vague and like keep the fire hot it's like hey we need to keep this fire going or krampus is going to come in here and kill all of us to me there was no reason why she wouldn't have been way more specific and way more detailed with her warnings and her descriptions of what's going to happen now well i think it's because of the family that she's in like the only person that believes is max and so for her to even pull out the English to be like, hey, Krampus is coming. They're going to be like, uh, shut the fuck up and go make cookies. Like, they're not going <laughs> to even care or listen. So I feel like it's one of those, like, well, you have to see it to believe it. And, like, all I'm going to tell you is keep that fire burning. That's it. Because mm. he's coming either way. I also think she knows that it's going to happen. They don't have a spirit. I'm holding on by the thinnest hair with my grandson and it's gone like as soon as she sees the note she's like it's done yeah because i mean even the small moments in the beginning when she's she's baking cookies and adam scott's like no we bought it back like we're good mm-hmm. there's that disconnect of her still trying to keep the spirit going even knowing how inevitable krampus is like i don't think once the lights go out there's nothing she can do because she's seen it happen before and i took do everyone out i do agree with I kind of wish she was deaf because I feel like they could have played into that a little bit more, especially like her being a kid. I don't know. I don't exactly know how, but I feel like I would have liked that better because, yeah, when you realize like, oh, she can just speak English, she just chooses not to like, okay. It would have made it easier to come to terms with her just sitting off to the side being quiet. Or give her a moment of like, you guys don't deserve to be saved. You know, give her the the power and the onus in that situation. Something that I thought was kind of interesting that I, this might be just how I took it, but that at first it's made it seem like Adam Scott's family is the one that like they get Christmas and they're doing it right. And David Koechner's family, they're the one, they're the bad ones. They're ruining everything. They're doing it bad. There's little things that like would maybe seem like holiday traditions to keep the spirit alive that actually David Koechner and Allison Tolman's family does that Adam Scott and Tony Collette doesn't like like the turkey or or the family time that Beth doesn't want to do because she wants to go off and be with her boyfriend. It sneaks in little moments of like, no, both of these families are bad. It's not just the sort of quote-unquote white trash family that's coming in and ruining it. Right. They both, they're both fucking up. I, I love the <laughs> small moment that you don't realize that they rushed in, brought everything, and they left the baby in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so good so good uh i just think they all do really they're just really good at those characters once they just burst into the house yeah can we go into a little bit more detail about the helpers yes so that that sec that stretch of the movie from the moment the boxes rip in the attic and then there's the kitchen scene and like that whole stretch where they all just the helpers just descend on the house uh, it's so good it's so good it's i uh what, what questions you got josh i don't think i have questions i just have observations the bear was okay not tacked on that seems to me but like the bear was the least threatening to me and the and the and the action figure the robot toy oh i loved him the stabby stabs in the back it's so vicious I mean, it was, and it was, stabby stabs. <laughs> but christ on a cracker the angel who I took as like sort of the angel on top of a tree or like the an angel basically demented. The cherub. The cherub. The fucking Jack in the Box, dude. That's a scary creature. The clown is what he's called. Him pawing at the gate to try to get it open was like kinda sad, but also like I don't know. He, every big. now and then the puppeteers gave him like brief moments of like humanity almost. And you're like, that was the most unsettling. Like when the elves showed up and he like started clapping, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, the clapping is so, ugh, it's such a quick moment, but it's so nasty. So unnerving. Cause, he, cause he's like, ha- he's genuinely, ha- it's like, 
you're seeing a creature that you think is just this lifeless, soulless killing machine express joy. Wasn't crazy about the whole elves thing. It seemed like a quick wrap up device. Like, oh, another elves here, and they're gonna take everybody. Let's get it going. They, I was not sold on the elves. I, Why would I they do be... love the the growing snowman outside? Yeah. And the, and them just kind of running past and and hiding behind each snowman is really creepy. But I, I guess they signal the arrival of of Krampus, and and you kind of see what they've done to every other house on the block, yeah, I to this house. So they're like, this is the end result of it. They're just coming in to make way for Big Daddy. And I think it's I think it's really a really fun way to just flip the Santa Claus narrative you know, completely opposite and on its head. We have the gifts, we have the decorations, we have the treats. Now we need the elves. Anytime this happens in a horror movie, it like sends shivers down my spine. When henchmen like that or masked people have like a high-pitched giggle or Mm -hmm. laugh, it's not like menacing at all. It's really like playful and excitable. It just like there's nothing creepier to me and i yeah. just i loved them in this and the scary yeah. ass reindeer uh, <laughs> like basically rams those are cool yeah, and yeah michael doherty talks about how krampus is not he's he called him santa claus's shadow he's not this like evil demon he's like playful and he likes what he does and like you, you can see that at the end with max when he's like taunting him yo his krampus mouth was open like for like 15 minutes straight open and ready you know what I mean? <laughs> like just michael open. doherty won't confirm it but he is who it is but he does say that we never actually see krampus's face he's wearing a ma- a human mask okay Ew. <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> it's pretty gross that's why it's in a constant it's got that sleep away camp that constant open mouth like, okay. <laughs> what if it's actually santa and he, like, he's punishing people Oh, this year he's pissed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking mad. If you eliminate all the people on Earth without Christmas cheer, then all that's left on Earth is pure Christmas cheer. You know what I mean? That's true. I think we I think we unlocked it, fellas. <laughs> we did it. Wait, I want to talk about the most disgusting part of the movie. Okay. Do it. And it's when Angel Tiffany Demon Girl gets on top of Tony Collette. And oh, yeah. her fucking snake tongue la, 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 into her ear hole. I just, I hated it so much. <laughs> so nasty. That's all. It's just so fucking gross. So and disgusting. all I could think of was Tiffany from Bride of Chucky. And I just, I hated it. You guys uh, want to watch Bride of Chucky? Oh, what? That little owl angel is like the sister of. The Ghost of Christmas Past, or whatever. <laughs> From the Muppets movie. She's, she is the Ghost of Christmas Past before she gets drowned alive. Oh, yeah. Damn. And then when she gets drowned, we see her in the Muppets. As her the wings become the little flowy dress. Okay. Stop. That's it. We unlocked it. I saw a letterboxed <laughs> comment that's about this movie that said, let Tony Collette have a normal time in front of a fireplace challenge. Okay. <laughs> she just or an live. attic. Yeah. <laughs> like, let her Go live. We need, like, there needs to be a discussion about Tony Collette being in the top three screen queens ever at some point. Yeah. She's just, I mean, she's she's, just good. She's racking them up. Yeah. She's just good, man. That's it. There's this point when she first gets to the attic she notices the boxes, I think. And I think she, like, the, the toys are not all out yet, but, like, creepy shit's already happening. And there's, like, this scream where she's, like, losing her breath, and she's just, like, <gasps> and she's shaking. It is so fucking good, because I feel like that's how I would be, where I'm, like, I have to, like, obviously fight for my kids, but I'm fucking losing it. Because not yeah. only am I terrified because what the fuck is happening, but also is that a an evil bear? Like what's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, like not no not everyone screams with their diaphragm when they get jumped. Like right, mm-hmm. she sh- she's like internally shaking. Yeah, Shot- those sequences are so good, and the tension is built so well. When you see the ripped open boxes, and then the creatures are slowly revealed. Um, but once they're revealed, just shout out to Weta Workshop because they just 
all the creature they, effects. They're yeah. scary. I mean, it's what so is, good. What is Weta is Weta. They're the best in the biz. Uh, that WAP, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> shit. That Weta WAP. Wet. Mm-hmm. Wet. Um, what are we talking about? Uh, oh, my God. Practical effect. Uh, obviously, Tony Collette's great. Adam Scott's phenomenal. We talked about Conchetta. Allison Tolman. Great. The kid does really well. MJ Anthony is Max. But I want to shout out David Koechner for a second in this movie, but he has built a career as playing an asshole that you still somehow kind of root for in the end, or at least don't want to see him suffer. And that is such a hard thing to do. And he is one of the best at it. And he has built out a career playing consistently root forable assholes. And I just want to tip my cap to him. Tip of the Santa hat. <laughs> Little jingle of the bell. This has been so cheerful. <laughs> For like the least cheerful Christmas movie we could be doing. I brought in a Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> and it was a fucking bloodbath. You brought in Krampus. And we've had a nice discussion with a mug of cocoa in our hands. <laughs> what can I say, Josh? What the hell is that about? <laughs> I guess you're not the people's champ anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ruin it. Let's play a game. Oh, here we go. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. All right, guys. Cinephiles have attacked for the past year and a half. We've said some pretty bold things, bold statements on this podcast. Fuck yeah. I don't know if we've been naughty, but we definitely have not been nice. Yeah. So Krampus is here to punish us. Oh, shit. What are you going to do, Krampus? It was the tongue for you, huh? Yeah, yeah he tongued. He tongued too. I, we can't forget that. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't the same. It's not the same as an ear hole. No. He also tongued a minor, right? He did. Krampusford prison. <laughs> We're gonna call this game. Ooh, ooh, what's in my bag? <laughs> <laughs> Off the dome. So, how did you know he just made that up right here? Was it the regret in his eyes before he even finished saying it? (laughs) I'm committing to it. It's great. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Krampus has descended onto our house, the WCA household. And while we were sleeping, left presents under the proverbial tree. So we're, we're going to open these gifts, but we're going to play a little trivia before we open them. Oh, Hell God. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, this is no. turning out to be a fun game. <sighs> Here's how this works. You will each get a chance, one-on-one, to answer a trivia question. If you get it right, you get to pass one of Krampus's gifts to one of your co-hosts. If you get it wrong, you have to open one of your gifts from Krampus himself. Ooh. These are not fun gifts. But I would like us all as host to make the pledge here and now. No. That whatever gift you open, you will follow through with. No. What? No, I don't like this. Are you going to like tell us to go streaking to Jack in the Box or something? Is that like... <laughs> I mean, no, I'm in. I no. pled, pled, consider me pledged. You will not have to leave the mic, but you will have to follow through and honor your gifts from Krampus. He's going to make us say some shit like, I love the Bride of Truck Chucky. I mean, I'm still pledging because I'm going. I'm not going to get anything wrong. So I pledge, Lacey. I said I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a tiebreaker question to figure out who's going to go first. So one person will answer. You get it wrong, the gift is yours. You get it right, you pass the gift to someone else, and then it will be their turn, and so on and so forth. Got it. Got it. I'm starting to get like a nervous little bubble gut. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get, like, I don't like this at all. Toots and shoots, you know what I mean? Rashawn, <laughs> <laughs> how you be thinking of these games? I was laying on my back today. Not, I mean, hey. on the couch. Hey. On the couch. Hey, laying on your back. <laughs> how did he get grass stains all over his back? Okay, this question will be all three buzz in 
There's no consequences for this. This just decides who goes first. At the very end of the movie, we see that the Ingles are stuck in a snow globe. There's a pan out, and we pass many, many snow globes before the movie ends. There is a snow globe with a recreation of Michael Doherty's own house in a globe. And there's also a globe that features the house of a very famous horror film. Josh. It's, it's got to be Michael Myers' house, right? That's incorrect. Can we run the tape? Can we check it? Mella. Um, Norman Bates' house in Psycho. That is correct. Holy shit, oh, really? Mella. Ain't that just a motel? No, the house <laughs> on the hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mella, who yes. would you like to go first? Lacey. No! Okay, Lacey, are you ready? No. So these are all Christmas-related questions. Okay. There will be a timer on certain questions, and I will let you know beforehand. Okay. There are true or false. There's multiple choice. I will let you know everything beforehand. Okay. Simple rules. You get it right. You pass a gift. You get it wrong. You open one of your own. Okay. Just for reference, everyone has five designated gifts to their name. Oh, my God. Specific, Specific to you. They are in random order. All of the same type of gifts, different to the person. Lacey, are you ready? No. Yeah, okay. No. Don't be (laughs) nervous. Don't be nervous. Question one. True or false? Jingle Bells was always intended to be a Christmas song. False. That is correct. It was written for Thanksgiving. (sighs) So, Lacey. (sighs) Yeah. Which of your hosts would you like to choose to open a gift? Oh, Josh. Josh, yeah. you have five gifts under your tree. Uh-huh. One through five. What number would you like to open first? I go number four. That's my number. Josh, this gift is called Watch Party. You have been given a movie to watch and report back to on the episode. That <gasps> movie is the romantic comedy Something Borrowed. Okay, Google. Merry Christmas. Pull up the Wikipedia article for something borrowed. <laughs> I'll make sure he watches it. I love Jennifer Goodwin. Oh, yeah. It's right there on Netflix. Listeners, you were all here as a witness. My you fingers were crossed the... when I pledged. Mm-mm. Well, your voice wasn't, so. <laughs> I'm about to hit you Gosh. with this cross. Left, right, you know what I mean? <laughs> Are you ready for your question? Yeah. In the song, The 12 Days of Christmas, what gift is given on the 10th day? You have five seconds. Ten Lords of Leaping. That is correct. What's up, baby? Fuck yeah. Come on! (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give my gift to Mel. (gasps) Yes. You have five gifts under your tree. One through five. What gift would you like to open? I'll go with two. Two. This present... Is a lump of coal. Aww. Aww. Wait, that's for real? Yeah, that's all. And I gotta watch that dog water movie? I already <laughs> seen it. Carmela, are you ready for your question? God mm-hmm. damn it, dude. What is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? She about to open another gift, I can tell you that right now. Oh, damn. Of all time? Home Alone? That was correct. Wait. Until three years ago. Oh my, oh god. my god, are you fucking kidding me? When what? the animated remake of The Grinch grossed five hundred and twelve million. <gasps> like Benedict Cumbersnatch? That is correct. You're <gasps> fucking lying. Camilla, gifts one, three, four, and five are ready for you to open. <laughs> that is that is heinous, dude. That is crazy. I... No disrespect, but what the hell? um let's go with number five number five on next week's episode yes you need to write a song (laughs) about the subject of josh's choosing (gasps) (laughs) can i choose my subject now can i choose my subject now you have to choose it now yes dr manhattan 
fucking doctor, man. Oh, you know what? my God. Are you kidding me? What is that? I'm finna Don't tell her. Don't tell her. Don't tell Oh, my God. We'll see you next week, Mel. I cannot wait to hear what you have. Since you opened a gift and you got your question wrong, you can choose who goes next. Um, Josh. Josh, are you ready for your next question? Yeah. Describe the Grinch in three words. Uh, cuddly. Charming. Shit. An eel. The three words I was looking for were stink, stink, stunk. I was thinking about that too. I was That was my first choice, but you really in our eel, you're as charming as a cactus. Slimy as an eel. Slimy as... Fine. I, I was going to say stink, stink, stunk. That was my gut reaction, and then I had to try and be clever. Okay. You have gifts one, two, three, four, five. Number one. Number one. This gift is called hypothetically speaking. You have two choices. Hypothetically... In the movie verse, the Marvel Cinematic Universe ends with Spider Man No Way From Home, or Ryan Johnson never makes another movie. I'm assuming. Doesn't matter what's in production. Oh. So that means Knives Out 2 wouldn't come out? There's yeah. no Knives Out 2. Marvel's had a really good run. I want, I want, to, keep, I want to see Ryan Johnson keep making movies, dude. You heard it here first. <laughs> no way home is the end of the mcu as we know it as we know it hey it can come back that's not in this universe but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> who'd you like to go next lacy knows her christmas i should have said stink stink stonk dude <laughs> why did i have to why did i have to try and sound smart like oh i know the song everyone knows the song dude. i was but i was on that wavelength too you understood what i was going for right yeah i was like okay they talk about him so it has to be three let's give it to lacy Oh, okay. Lacey, are you ready? Yeah. What Christmas carol does the Peanuts gang sing at the end of A Charlie Brown Christmas? Oh. <laughs> All I can think of is their Christmas song. <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm thinking of their <laughs> Christmas time is here. Ooh. I don't know. We wish you a Merry Christmas. They sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Oh, I no never would have guessed that. Never. Not in a million years. <laughs> never. Lacey, you have not opened a gift yet. I so have one through five. I'll choose number three. Hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. Leica Studios shuts down permanently. No. Or <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas is erased from existence. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> Shit! She said it turned all sunshine on that ass with nightmare. Huh? I'm like Elijah actually Wood. having an emotional reaction. Like, because yeah. I know what my gut instinct is, but the thought of the other, like, I'm destroyed. I've broken Lacey. Oh my God. Because I also know what Leica Studios has in production right now, and I want it so badly. Oh. You got, you got, we oh my God. Start oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Five seconds. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, <laughs> She's gonna blow. Erase, erase nightmare before. Oh. Holy shit! Holy shit! I mean, if you were about to sacrifice like dozens of movies right. for one, and it's not even. I think that you good. made the right choice. That's I think you made the right choice. But like, oh. <laughs> but like, like us previous films would still be around, right? Yeah, like us. Yeah, they wouldn't make anymore. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> That was like a literal Sophie's choice. That was not nice. I know. <laughs> Since you opened a present, who would you like to go next? Fucking, uh, hmm. Hmm. I'm mad at you that you made me do that, Joshua. What the fuck did I do? You passed it to me. Yeah, Joshua. Holy shit. Joshua. Yeah. What did people put on their trees before Christmas lights? Popcorn? Candles. That's the worst idea I've ever, ever. heard. <laughs> I know. It sounds a disaster, right? What did you uh, <laughs> dip your cigarettes in before you lit them? Uh, gasoline. Why do you ask? Like, what? 
<laughs> Why would you put candles on a tree? So you could see it. Oh, yeah, you're going to see it and your whole house from a block away as it bursts to the fucking ground. Your log cam- cabin just yeah. fucking torch. You're just, you're living in a matchbox. <laughs> and you're making a smaller matchbox and lighting it. What the hell, dude? All right, um, let's go to number two. So the Oscars are in March. Yeah, they are. Right now, today, you need to make a no guts, no glory bold prediction about one of the awards on a $5 bet. A $5 bet? Okay. Paid to the rest of us. $5 each or split it by three? (laughs) $5 each. God damn. Damn, he's Uh, rich. Or if you win, we all give you $5. That's true. I like a good wager. Okay. Does it have to be like kind of ballsy? It can't be like a kind of already well accepted. Like Will Smith is going to win best actor. Like is that? It can be whatever, whatever prediction you want. I mean, I've been saying it, and I loved King Richard, so let's just do it. Let's lock in my boy Will finally getting his Oscar for King Richard. So this money is already on top of our Oscar party money. Okay. Y'all trying to fucking (laughs) break me dry. So you're you're either going to get 15 or you're going to give 15 away. Yeah. Locking it in. Will Will Smith, best actor for King Richard. Who would you like to go for next? Well, let's hear from you. Okay. Carmela. Yes. In what state resides the town of Santa Claus? Like, where's the North Pole? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand the question. There is a town by the name of Santa Claus. What state is it in? (laughs) (laughs) On the top. What do you mean? It's not on top of the world. Um, I'm going to go with... Penguin Town. (laughs) Pennsylvania. Santa Claus is a town in Georgia. That's a like a trick question almost. Because I went like, it's got to be like Maine, Alaska, right. Washington. Yeah. Like, East Coast. Hey, you sneaky son of a bitch. That's Krampus. It's not me. It's Krampus. Carmela, you have gifts one, three, and four. We'll do four. The Oscars are in March. Oh, fuck. For $5, please make a no guts, no glory prediction. This pool... It's getting deep. Someone call the Monopoly Man. <laughs> um, best picture, West Side Story. Okay. I like hope so. I want to see it so bad. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. A movie wins best picture twice. That I don't think that's ever happened. That would be very. Cool. That'd be awesome. Who would you like to go next? Um, Lacey. Yeah. Lacey, how many sides does a snowflake have? Excuse me. How many sides does a snowflake have? Sa- sides? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like this. Working Grinchmas has <laughs> paid off. Well, it hasn't paid off because this isn't your question. Well, yeah, but now I can <laughs> now I can smugly look at you. Um, two. A snowflake has six sides. Oh. <laughs> i see where you were though i see where Just you like were. on the back and the front yeah <laughs> what do you mean it's two i'll make one right now <laughs> piece of printer paper like... lisa you have gifts one two four or five one on next week's episode yes you need to write a poem about a subject of carmela's choosing um, the subject is a booty do. What's a booty sure. do? I don't want to Google it. What's a booty do? Let me show you, babe. Hit it. Uh, Crazy in Love starts playing. <laughs> yes, no, I got you. <laughs> uh, who would you like to go next? Oh, sorry, it's me. I was looking up what a booty do is. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm sending it back to Carmela for this shit. <laughs> I didn't know that sort of booty do was either. Oh. Carmela. Yes. <laughs> Phenomenal, phenomenal. 
<laughs> Urban Dictionary entries perfection. It's perfect. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> In the song Frosty the Snowman, what made Frosty come to life? She got me in a time. I was on a timer for 10 Lords of Leaping. You are. Five seconds. She's singing it. Timer! In the magic in that old something hat, in that old black hat they found. The magic in the hat. In the coat. Yeah. It's the magic in the hat. I will take. No, it's a silk hat. hat. I will will take it. (gasps) It's black. It is. I will take old black hat. Yes. Mm. Who would you like to give a gift to? I give a gift to. I feel like Lacey doesn't have a lot of gifts. She doesn't. <laughs> thank you. I do. <laughs> and it's almost your birthday. Uh-huh. Lacey. What? Gifts two, four, or five? Oh, five. The Oscars are in March. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shit. For $5. Yo. We all just passing around fives. <laughs> <Is it> really? <laughs> See, I don't know if West Side Story is going to win Best Picture, but I think Steven Spielberg will win Best Director. There's going to be some paper-changing hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Rashawn, where are you in all this? You have to make Just some. Just sitting back deep. laughing. <laughs> Collecting. <laughs> Collect- Lincolns. You hear me? <laughs> or I'm paying up $15 for a game I didn't play. Didn't play. I created it. Uh, <laughs> Lacey. Last question. Who would you like to go? Josh. Josh. Multiple choice. How long does it take to grow a Christmas tree? Interesting. Like a, like a standard pine tree? Yes. Okay. Your choices are seven months, ten years, five years, or one year. My, I knew that it was long. Seven months is not long enough, so that's out. What is it? One, five, or ten years? Were, the, were those the year? Ten seems too long. They're expensive as fuck. One almost seems right, but... You know what? Let's lock in five years. It takes ten years to grow a Christmas tree. Damn! Wow. Last gift of the night. You have gifts three or five. I just want to make it clear I open the most gifts, by the way. <laughs> um, let's do five. We end the game with you getting a lump of coal. Let's. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. A little bit of poop. (laughs) Merry Christmas, you guys. I hope Krampus was good to you. We have some very interesting things to hear on our next episode. Oh, my God. Mella and Lacey. (laughs) And Josh, you take your time, baby. But you go and watch that movie. <laughs> it's like six out more than your booty. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Why was that the first thing you thought of? <laughs> Why was that on your mind? Um, I don't know. I was just thinking of something Lacey wouldn't have in her vernacular. <laughs> so you you, you cr- are correct. You crushed it. <laughs> Wrapping things up, I think we can all come to the conclusion that Krampus is a great fun time for Michael Doherty. It's a little crazy with some talking gingerbread man, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the creature effects are amazing. The actors are amazing. There's some tense, well-done sequences, and it's an hour and a half. Get in, get out, have a great time, and have a Merry Christmas. Keep the Christmas spirit, because Krampus will come for that ass. Keep that fire burning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep the fire burning. Cute. We end each episode with a quick round of Six Degrees of Separation, where we connect an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, who can find the fastest connection between Tony Collette and Ariana DeBose? Oh, I can use TV so easily. Oh, okay. They have to have been in a movie together, right? Oh, wait. Okay, I think I got it. No! Okay. Ariana Davis was in The Prom with Nicole Kidman, who was in Moulin Rouge, 
fucking did it. What? With Ewan McGregor, who is in Star Wars Episode 2 with Frank Oz, who is in Knives Out with Tony Collette, my boy Ryan go, Johnson. Go to the hours when you get it into. I don't I want no, I don't want to go to the hours. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I know. Don't you want to get some street cred? No. I want to go okay. through Ryan Johnson. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> hey, Congrats, who's Josh. It, who's, who's in the hours, but thank you. Nicole Kidman. Well, who else? And Meryl. Tony Collette. Oh, I, oh I'm thinking. <laughs> Wait, Meryl, isn't Meryl in the hours? You're thinking yeah. in doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Meryl's in also in the oh. prom. Yeah, that's why I, was, that's why I said Meryl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you could do Meryl or Nicole. Yeah. Or you could use Frank Oz as Yoda. Congrats, Josh. Thanks. I can't wait to hear about Something Borrowed. Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> you can hear about it something bar- in Borrowed Time. It's something in 2024. <laughs> do, you, do y'all want to put a time limit I know, on him? Because y'all, y'all have a time limit. At the end of the year. Yeah. Okay, I'll take by the end of the year. I can. Okay. Okay. You'd rather have me watch something borrowed than Belfast. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> because you want to watch Belfast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're going to love it. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you like, subscribe, rated us on Apple Podcast. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your shows. Find us on social media at CinephileAttack, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at WhenCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays, and we will catch you next week. Keep the fire on. Keep the light on. Keep the fire burning. Play some temperature by Sean Paul. <laughs> Do not. <laughs>